old white man hostile to work for in today's sports. Old white man, extremely comfortable work environment. It's the Bill Burt joke. What do you think they thought? What is going on, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls? Welcome back to another fabulous installment of the Matt and Dennis podcast. I, of course, am Dennis Fancy. Joined alongside by my glasses wearing bearded brethren, ugly sweater wearer, Matt's grown. Yeah, you're wearing a Bruins sweater. It's not, I'm not saying it's good looking. It's ugly. My, my gigantic bee jersey. We are the bees. You ruined it too by having that on. I said this pre show. Because he texted me, hey, can we do an early episode? Which I'm always down for. Now I can just throw back a couple, not watch the Jets and Colts, although I have fairly big fantasy implications on for that. Who knows? Maybe I'll throw a couple shekels down, in which case I'll be invested. But you said it's hockey night in the Scarano household. So that led me to believe, okay, the Bruins must be playing. Which, does that mean they're playing the Red Wings of Lauren's homeland? Or are you going to dance with the ice capades at halftime at the Solar Bears game. And you put on a Bruins jersey answering my question. But I still made my joke because why not? But how are you, Mr. Scrano? Dennis, pleasure as always. Uh, gloomy day uh, here in the city. Beautiful. The clouds are getting dark. Gloomy day? It's, it's gloomy. Uh, yeah, I mean, it was a blue, bluebird day up here in VA. Yeah, that, I mean, uh, the temperature NBA. the temperature is pretty nice. But uh, weather-wise... Um, we're expecting some rain throughout the course of the evening, but yes. Uh, and you don't say rain in the state of Florida. Yeah, that never happens. Um, I mean, the solar bears are playing. They're just on the road in Virginia. You are closer to the Orlando solar bears tonight than I am. Uh, Pointed that you didn't, uh, take the three hour drive, uh, to go see them. It's on me. I misread the schedule next time. Well, good thing for you. They're also there tomorrow night. So you have another. Oh, beautiful. Another, a nice Friday night in Norfolk, Virginia. Yeah, they're spending they're spending a couple nights in Virginia. What are the odds of the Orlando Solar Bears? I would have overnighted the jersey to you if I had known that you cared that deeply about that. Do we know who Norfolk is the affiliate for? Because you said yeah. the Solar Bears are the Lightning. That makes sense. Yes. Uh, I imagine I, it's got to be a team. Sure, I could. Sure, I could find the Capitals. Could it? Uh, I mean, that would make sense. Let me, uh, I, I, I can look that up, but also, Dennis. You have the power. Uh, have the technology. Pearls used to be um, in the AHL, if I remember correctly, and they would play, um, they would play the Hartford, uh, Hartford Wolfpack. Um, On dollar hot dog and $2 beer night. And they are the affiliate of the Carolina Hurricanes. Okay, close enough. Not the Washington Capitals, but um, really known as the Harvard Weathers. But it is yes, you're, you're correct. It is hockey night, and um, it's the. And I wish this matchup. We don't talk about hockey much on this podcast, but I wish I wish this matchup happened more often between my Bruins and Lauren's uh, Red Wings. It happens at best four four times a year. Well, are they? Am I correct in saying they're both technically in the Eastern Conference now? Yes, they're, okay. they're. I mean, they've thought they've always been. Was Detroit? The, Detroit wasn't in the West. No, uh, no. 
God, see, with NHL, it's just it's screwed me up all over the place. But I, you know they, better they than are I. in the same division, and now they are, which each division has close to ten teams in it. Wait, so they are in the same division? They are right now both in the Atlantic division. Okay, all right. That's, which what's the other one? The Metropolitan, right? Yeah, which makes zero sense that any team in the state of Michigan would be considered in the Atlantic division, which also doesn't make sense that in football that the Dallas Cowboys are in the NFC East. Huh. Um, but Yeah, I, hop on a boat, take a lake or two down, then jump on 95, you'll get there. Yeah, but we'll... Closer than you think. We will see. Detroit Red Wings already have more wins than they've had in the last three years combined, which is three wins. Um, that's obviously an exaggeration. But yeah. they have not played well, but they are off to a average start, which for them is a really good start. Big trade, too, in the NHL recently. The Sabres sent the, that kid Eichel yeah. to uh, – now Now I forget, but I know it was a good team. <laughs> big big trade. They sent him to uh, – not they sure. They sent him to one of the other 29 teams that play in the NHL. Am I not wrong? They sent him somebody good. I'm sure. It was a big trade wherever he was. Oh, uh, Vegas Knights. They sent him to the Knights. Boom. See, it came to me. Suck it. I pay attention to my ESPN updates. Breaking news. The uh, One guy went somewhere. Mm. Poor Sabres. I feel like they have a rabid fan base and they just suck, you know? I mean, they, they there's more people in that area that like Toronto than oh. Buffalo. But. They got good chicken wings. That's what the Food Network says. And that's Matt, not, moving not on. Hockey uh, for two more months. Yeah, until well, two more months. I would. I mean, let's go next April when we're approaching playoff time, and I ask you how the season's been going because nobody watches hockey. But I digress. Hats off, congrats to the Atlanta Braves World Series winners on the night we recorded the podcast. Matt was giving updates. Uh, they shut them out in Game Six, so fairly boring as he puts on his Atlanta Brave hat. I defy you to wear that to a bar, Braves hat, B jersey. Just completely fool everybody and who know what's wrong with this person to like these two teams. But, uh, yeah, Matt was correct, as was Ellis. Braves in six. I mean, let's just go with the fairly obvious. Anyone who is anyone takes a team to win in six. You guys took the uh, hotter team. Which uh, Did they lose a game at home? Because did they not go unbeaten through this postseason at home? Atlanta lost uh, game five at home. So was that the only loss they had at Sun Truist Park or whatever the hell yeah. it's called? It, it was it was one of two losses during the World Series they had, but it was their only loss in Atlanta. Yeah. Okay. Which that's pretty good. Want, that's that's really good. If you want to call it Atlanta again, I've been to that stadium. I was at the stadium a few months ago. It's like a good twenty-five minute hike out of downtown Atlanta. Oh, where do they actually play? Well, suburb? I think it's technically Atlanta, but it is, it's not like where Turner Field was or Fulton County Stadium, where those were like you could see downtown Atlanta right there. This one is like a good 20 minutes, 25 minutes north of downtown Atlanta. You can't see Atlanta from the stadium. No, well, Maybe that's a good thing. I'm sure Atlanta will be packed to the gills tomorrow as their uh, victory parade and celebration takes place. So hats off to the Braves. You did all baseball fans a favor in beating the Houston Astros so that those damn cheaters don't have to be crowned World Series champs. 
Uh, and the Astros did everyone a favor by not allowing the Red Sox in the World Series. So all in all, fairly good. Does the nation really care? I honestly don't think so. I think there's a handful of fans in Atlanta that will be happy and go lucky, but mostly it'll be a bunch of people that didn't even realize they had a baseball team that'll probably be drunk in the streets tomorrow. It's on a Friday. Lucky you. And then they'll go right back to rooting for the Georgia Bulldogs and praying that they don't let them down. And that's all I got to say on that. Matt, anything, you got anything to recap the crappy baseball season that was? Uh, Yeah. I mean, just to, again, Yankees, obviously we don't talk about that. It looks like Gary Sanchez will be a Yankee again. Um, But uh, in the world series, yes, I was correct. And also shout out to Ellis, who was also correct. And you were wrong um, as you typically are about uh, your sports predictions. Um, We both had, me and Ellis both had Braves and six. Um, Shout out to Ellis. One of the few things that we we always try to make a big stink of things me and Ellis agree on in sports because we don't typically agree on much in that regard. And um, I think part of it is we just, if he says something, I'll disagree with it and vice versa. Um, You got to stir the pot, you know? Yeah, I mean, we, we both try to, we got to make- You can't cook soup and not stir the pot. You got, you know, we're we cooking gotta, soup, you got to stir. Got to make the infamous group text uh, interesting. But um, yeah. Dennis- Kyle, I think Kyle I, needs something to read during his breaks. When Nick's not inspecting sidewalks, he needs something. Correct. So. Congratulations to the Braves, because again, uh, we said it leading up to this World Series, um, even when the Braves were in the NLDS and the NLCS, um, we were kind of we were kind of saying like what needs to happen to make sure the Boston Red Sox don't win the World Series? What needs to happen to make sure the Houston Astros don't win the World Series? Do we want them playing the Dodgers? Do we want them playing San Francisco? Do we want them uh, playing the Braves? What team, if the Red Sox or the Astros make the World Series, what team would we have the most confidence in in the World Series to make sure Houston or Boston doesn't win? And uh, I, I said on this show. And credit to the Braves for proving me wrong that out of San Francisco, LA, and uh, Atlanta, that Atlanta was the last one I wanted um, in there. And Atlanta was the ones that ended up in there. And Atlanta was the ones that won the World Series. And um, I think, I mean, you look at the course of the season. And, and Dennis, when we did a show back in March, I remember this. I don't remember word for word what you or I said, but. I remember saying the NL East would be one of the most fun divisions because Atlanta was going to be good. The Mets were going to be better. The Phillies were going to be better. The Nationals were going to be okay. The Marlins were improving. Didn't really pan out that way, but it it panned out that the Braves, who were supposed to run away with this division real early in, in, in the NL East, didn't do that. And it made it much more interesting for the Mets and for Philadelphia. But like in any sport, the Braves got hot when it mattered. And, and not only did they get hot late in the regular season, they got hot in the playoffs. And uh, they beat a team in the Houston Astros that played better than the Braves did throughout the course of the season, much better. And uh, the Braves, I mean, I mean the Astros – were able to play well enough through the playoffs to get themselves to the World Series. Those hitters uh, did their job to get to the World Series. But when it got there, those big hitters and, and Correa and Altuve and Brantley and et cetera, et cetera, 
were not able to compete uh, with uh, uh, Solar and and Freeman and and company. And again, the Braves, a team that did not show up for the better part of the regular season, got hot late in the year and got hot in the playoffs and showed why sports shows predicted that they would run away with that division and be a force to be reckoned with early in the year. They, they weren't there for the majority of the regular season, but they showed up and, and proved why people had them uh, predicted to be in that position in the first place. And, and they did that. And, and thankfully uh, America's team, the Atlanta Braves, at least for a minute, uh, did not let those cheaters and Houston prevail. And it makes you think now that the Braves have won, baseball's over until next spring. What's that Houston team look like? And where are a lot of those big names in Houston uh, headed to, uh, assuming they are not there uh, come next year? Yeah, one of them has the initial CC. I'm pretty sure he'll be playing shortstop for the New York Yankees. Uh, big shout out to Freddie Freeman, by the way, because if you didn't see the video on Halloween, we didn't talk about it post Halloween, which was last weekend. He was out with his little son trick or treating and some kid dressed up as Freddie Freeman on the street, recognized him. And in starstruck moment, kind of pause. And then Freddie Freeman looked down at him and said, hello, introduced himself and took a picture with him. So it's kind of awesome. Freddie Freeman at the midst of the world series out trick or treating with his son somewhere in Atlanta and or I guess Georgia. I'm not going to speculate. Where's that? Where, where's that video? Where's that video? I, don't know, I saw it all over uh, Instagram and stuff. I'll send it to you if you want. Yeah, no, that's awesome. I'd like to see that. Yeah, it was pretty cool. So just goes to show a good guy and he gets a World Series. Also shout out Jock Peterson walking around on the field with a wine glass. I'm not a wine guy, but huge baller move by Jock Peterson, who also has won back-to-back World Series, obviously last year with the Dodgers and now this year. So Congrats to him. Matt, we move on, and we will head to the NFL. We will start with some somber news and unfortunate news. We have to mention it. We will mention it. The Henry Ruggs incident. It's been all over college football, obviously, because he was such a stud at Alabama. So hearing press conferences from that team and other members of the SEC, the NFL, of course, not just uh, with the Oakland Raiders. I am going to bring up, but I am not going to comment on Kadarius Tony's tweet because it was just somewhat laughable in the language that he used. And I'll leave it at that. If you want to go and read it, look at it, go ahead, go on Twitter. It's out there. I just, eh, it, I mean, I don't know, whatever. What I will say is, I don't know if you heard Derek Carr's comments. He said something much more powerful addressing like he has lost people in his life. And I'm sure, you know, not necessarily, he didn't mention necessarily to drunk driving and whatnot, but you lose someone, unfortunately and unexpectedly, you can relate to this. Obviously, if you've been living under a rock, Henry Ruggs driving 156 miles an hour, 3 a.m. Five. That was 156. Oh, uh, I, saw, I, I saw 165, twice the legal uh, limit. Yeah, it was twice the legal limit drinking. Maybe we're dyslexic. We can't remember which number it was. Either way, it was 127 when the airbags deployed. So that just goes to show how fast he was he was going. Um, unfortunately, killed the passenger in the vehicle that he hit. A woman, I believe, 23 years old. Uh, he's going to serve time. That sucks. Whether his NFL career is over, 
Nobody knows how long he will go to prison. I have no idea. I initially felt bad for Ruggs because assuming this was a dumb mistake, stupid, he still had the wherewithal to stick around, cooperate with the police, take complete blame, but did not realize the stupid decision he made of being one that drunk going that fast. Then to also learn the next day from people that the NFL PA literally has a voucher. It's a prepaid card for players. They give it to them. If you are anywhere in any circumstance at any time, it is a car service that can pick you up and drive you wherever you need to be. So it then begs the question as to why these men who are given this great gift still take the risk and drive, especially under the influences they did. Uh, but Derek Carr's comments were awesome because, you know, he addressed the situation. He didn't want to get too much into it. He, he wanted to try and talk about the game. He, he, it's been a rough year for Vegas to say the least. And it, I mean, you could say a rough month, but let's just tack it on as a year. Cause that's what, how big the two things that have happened to this Vegas Raiders team have been. Uh, but he followed it up where if he is talking to rugs or any of his family members or agent or whatnot, you know, reached out at any point. And he said he hadn't because he wasn't sure if he was aware he could, but he did say that right now, Henry Ruggs is probably feeling like the worst person on the face of the earth and he needs to be loved. So what everybody kind of forgets in this instance that it's not like Henry Ruggs did anything on purpose or is a bad person. He made a very, very stupid mistake. One that unfortunately a lot of people have made in this country. And he probably feels, let's be honest, like a piece of shit. And he needs to be loved and he feels like the world is just coming down on him, that he is a piece of shit. And Carr said that when given the opportunity, he will prove it to him, that he will be there for him and he will love him if no one else will. So I, I really thought that that was really cool of him to say because it, it is unfortunate. And I think Ruggs did a terrible, terrible thing. But you have to put, you have to try and separate what everyone is feeling and both families involved. And you look at rugs, yeah, you would assume if you knew anyone in that situation, yeah, they would feel like the worst person on the face of the earth and that they would also need to be loved. I'm not trying to make light and say anything of the situation of the victim's family, but I love what Carr said was pretty cool. You can disagree. That's totally fine, but. And, and I am. Um, I'm going to disagree to an extent. Um, I mean, yeah, what you said is true. We all, we all make mistakes and, and we all do stupid stuff and I, I'm sure it feels terrible. And I, I hope Ruggs finds the, I guess the piece he's looking for. And I, I hope he is uh, able to, to make amends with himself and, and use this as a learning opportunity in the future to become a, a a better person but when you're like he's gonna serve time and it sucks it wasn't like he was a little bit over the legal limit and you know he swerved out of control and he was going to dennis he was going 165 miles an hour twice over the legal limit that's yeah you could say it's a mistake that's being a jackass that's being that's being an absolute jackass when you're driving 165 miles an hour drunk you could be stone cold sober 
and as straight edge as they come, driving 165 miles an hour, you'd still be a jackass. So, like, I'm not, oh, he made this, he made this little mistake, and he's a, yeah, he made, he made a big mistake. 165, Dennis, I can't even, I don't even know if either of our cars can even reach that speed. Mine cannot. And, and to do that while intoxicated, and he's like, oh, yeah, and, you know, just, just a little mistake I made. Just driving. Under I mean, the- nobody said that, by the I don't know. You keep saying little mistake. I, I mean, I said, yes, he's made a mistake. No, I'm but, not uh, trying to gloss over no, the severity I, of the mistake. And I get that. I get that. But you're like, oh, he's going to have to serve time. He sucks. Then Derek Carr is out here. I made a mistake. Because Kadarius Tony, oh, he made a mistake. We all make mistakes. The dude is driving twice the speed that my car can go. But a mistake is a mistake. I'm not saying that we're trying to split hairs here in a mistake. Just, a mistake is a mistake. I'm just saying, it's not like, oh, you know, maybe I shouldn't have done that. Maybe I should Driving literally 165 miles an hour, you had to think for a minute about making that mistake. And so I, it's, it's, I'm, I believe in second chances. I believe in all that stuff, but let's not just, you're, you're driving 165 miles an hour. So part of you, whether you were sober or not, decided that you should drive twice the speed that any of our cars can go the other well, thing and if I, you oh I, I don't want to turn this into an argument but no. you believe in second chances i do why are you just throwing him right out of the bus for this terrible mistake i, I i'm not I, i'm just saying that's, that's just the way you're coming across well and i have more to say on this but but to just be like oh you know it, it was a lack of judgment to drive 165 miles an hour it's just for me it's a it's a i think it's a bigger mistake than people are are saying uh, oh you know you know dennis maybe you and i had one more one too many drinks you know maybe we we said something in the, the heat of the moment we we regret we we wish we didn't say things like that 165 miles an hour while drunk to me seems like a a, a much more significant mistake than than uh, people are getting- I mean, I don't even know if I go the, the speed. It's the twice the legal limit, which I honestly don't even know how drunk that is. I've just been told, yeah, it's pretty drunk. I don't know how drunk twice the legal limit is. I, 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 I knock on wood have never been breathalyzered. So I don't know how drunk you have to be to be twice the legal limit. Yeah. That's the biggest mistake. He Again. could have been going 40 miles an hour and Again, still made this terrible mistake. Again, even if you don't smoke or you don't drink, you're going 165 miles an hour in a public space seems just like an incredibly stupid thing to do um just massively stupid um the other thing um i was and and again i I really hope that he could uh, figure this out he needs to do time and he needs to do serious time very serious time and i'll be genuinely upset if he does not do serious time um that's just the most idiotic thing just one of many idiotic things uh that you can do um and just be that much of a jackass about it by going 165 miles an hour drunk um but the other thing i will say is Derek carr and Kadarius tony Kadarius tony came out and while Kadarius tony does not articulate himself well at all and giants head coach joe judge was asked about it today um Derek carr did articulate himself but I'm having trouble grasping 
why Kadarius Tony is in the wrong about kind of what you were alluding to saying, you know, we all make mistakes and, and I hope, I wish the best for him. Obviously this is not verbatim what, um, what he said. And then Derek Carr's like, oh, he also made a mistake. He made mistakes and I'm going to be there to love him. And everyone's like, oh, Derek Carr, that is so nice of you. What a, what a, what a great friend. He's lucky to have you there. And then everyone's like, Kadarius Tony, shut up. Stop tweeting. You're, why are you saying this about him? Someone died. But no one's saying that about Derek Carr. Well, here, because you said, like, that. Oh, well, you said that, and and I pulled it up because, yes, we're not comparing – we're not comparing a young 21, 22 wide receiver just in the NFL versus a veteran quarterback who, let's be honest, the quarterbacks are the ones acing wonderlicks. They're the smartest guys on the field, typically. Okay. Here is Tony's tweet. And what you are saying where you were kind of maybe thinking that I, the way I was wording things, downplaying the severity of this. We young, dot, dot, dot. Everybody making mistakes dot, dot, dot. Y'all looking at the situation like this or that, because it ain't y'all having so much to say, dot, dot, dot. He know he messed up. Don't drag him for it, dot, dot, dot. That's goofy to me, dot, dot, dot. Just pray for families involved. Hands up emoji, 100%. Yeah. So yes, when we say we don't want to downplay the severity of this (laughs) terrible, terrible accident and mistake, Mm -hmm. To start it by saying, we young, doesn't help. That's like, ah, I got in a bar fight, drove home, got a DUI, spent the night in jail. We young. Which is kind of how you were you were prefacing the incident uh, a few minutes ago. but Well, I didn't mean to. You're like, yeah, he's going to do jail time. That sucks. Um, it does suck that he's going to do jail time. He is going yeah, but, to do jail but, time. I, I don't know how long, but he is going to go to jail. But again, I, I'm not I'm not gonna argue IQs or or, or uh, all I'm saying what Carr said to me to say for Carr to come out and say that this man is at the lowest of lows. He knows he messed up because he drove. If he had, if he, if he had anyone saying, "No, dude, don't go," yeah, or maybe so. they did, and he still went. Because let's be honest, when you're driving and you're or you're going some, you're leaving somewhere and you're drunk, you're not listening to anybody. Yeah, I know. He's going home. I mean, and Carr to come out and say, look, the guy needs to be loved, even though he did this horrendous thing. The guy still needs love. And I do agree with that. And that does play into your second chance thing. If we just bury this poor guy for what he did, which was a horrific thing, he'll live with it the rest of his life. And then you have the other argument. The family will say, well, he'll live with it. Yeah, I mean, because obviously the person involved will not. Yeah, and I mean, I mean, Dennis, you and I, I mean, I get it. Yeah, we're we're not trying to argue with each other. I understand. Yeah, and and I mean, you and I have both like made the mistake of casually driving 165 miles an hour over the the 165 miles an hour on the highway, drunk. And I mean, um, yeah, sorry, sorry, I I don't like it's it's no. You you think you've probably ever been twice the legal limit behind the wheel? I bet you have been. Dennis, and, and you haven't that, been in a car that's able to go 156, but you've been behind the wheel probably when you shouldn't have. Now that's I know I have. Now that's a slippery slope. I don't want to go down, but I, I, I'm sure you and I have both. Been I'm just saying there. it's it, it's terrible mistakes we've made, and knock on wood, we've gotten past them, and now we've gotten mature enough where hopefully we never do the same mistake again. Right, and I'm and I'm and sure. nothing 
there's no repercussions for those mistakes. No, but my, my point, my point being, and I'm sure you and I both, and, and this, this is a, and we don't have enough time in the show tonight, but this is a broader argument. And I think I had this conversation work, whether you're an actor or a musician or an athlete. It's like, oh, this thing, he deserves to be, he needs to be loved. He needs to do this. Yeah, I don't, I don't argue with any of that. Someone, when they make a mistake, they should have that. But he was driving twice over the legal or 165 miles an hour. And we're like, I, you know, it was, a, it was like, like he chose to make, he, he should get a, a second chance. I truly believe that. But he needs to do jail time. He needs to do significant jail time. I think he will. And, and the other the other thing about this is, again, and you didn't really address this, but you, you read the whole Kadarius Tony quote. And again, he articulates himself not well at all. Um, and Carr made it a much more emotional, like loving uh, or a loving choice of words, I guess, for lack of a, a better way to say it. But they both said essentially the same thing. Just one articulated it a lot better than the other. Sure. And we're all like, oh, my God, that is so nice of Derek Carr to really be there for his teammate who drove drunk 165 miles an hour. And then Kadarius Tony's like, what? what? What the heck are you saying? Why are you saying that? Kadarius Tony, you're, you're terrible. Why, why, are you, why are you saying that? But, oh, Derek Carr. Oh, thank God there are some, some holy human beings like you. I think that's stupid. I really think that's stupid. And, and it's because of the way they articulated it. They're saying the exact same thing. Uh, and, and I just think, I don't understand why Kadarius Tony's getting this heat. And Derek Carr is not. If you weren't a Giants fan, would you be yeah, saying you what you're saying right now? It's happening, but it's still. If stupid. you weren't a Giants fan, would you be saying what you're saying right now? Because I understand your argument. They, Tony has already made himself look very stupid on Twitter, yeah, and even when he wasn't even on the field I'm for saying the entire right game, now. he was tweeting. I'm saying, I'm saying it right now. I'm saying Tony sounded like an idiot. I'm yes, but you're saying it's so. It, why are why are they coming down on Tony and not Carr? No, Carr literally I'm, just said. He needs to be loved, and if no one else will do it, I'll do it. I'm not. I'm not saying like good for Tony for saying that about rugs. I'm saying they both sound stupid. Why is Tony getting the heat? And so you think Carr sounds stupid? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So then I, this this is where I'm saying. Well, why, where does a second chance come in? If we can't love him now, if we're gonna bury him, and he should go into prison for what's probably going to be more than ten years, or at not least to it. Not saying that then he's going to come out and, oh, sorry, we weren't with you. Nobody was with me here. How am I going to get my second chance now? I, I, I'm not saying that either. I'm just saying both of them, and, and they can say that. And I think I think them being in support of him is a good thing. The person, he's going to need support, just like if you or I were to make a terrible mistake, we're going to need that support from our friends and family. I am all on board for that, and I think that is a good thing. I'm just saying read the room. I think there's a time and a place, and I think what each of them said in their own ways, whether it was articulated or not, the timing on both of those statements as, as big public figures sounds tone deaf. And, and that's, that's what I'm saying. I'm saying in the time and the place that they're making those statements, whether it's in a press conference or whether it's on their, their personal Twitter accounts, I think in, in that in, in that moment, sounds Carr didn't tweet anything. He was asked the question in a press conference. That, that's why I said I said press conferences or personal Twitter accounts. 
I think in, in that moment, Ruggs is thankfully alive and healthy. The person that he killed because he went 160 something miles an hour drunk is not. So I think those comments in Carr's case, press conference, in Tony's case, personal Twitter account, I think those are, are not saying they can't be in support of Ruggs, another NFL player. I'm sure they have personal connections with him. I'm not saying they can't be there for him and be supportive of him. He's going to need that. But in that moment, in that, in that setting, to me personally, seems after you're killing, so after you killed someone, to me in that regard, sounds, sounds tone deaf. That's that's my my opinion. Your the opinion is totally valid, totally valid. And I'll, I mean, I'll leave it this to move on so we can talk about fun, stupid stuff that in the grand scheme doesn't really matter. Carr was asked the question, addressed it, and I thought said something perfect where he is his teammate, and Ruggs is feeling like the worst human ever at his absolute low, and it sucks. He didn't mean to do any of this. He stupidly acted on stupid decisions, and now he has to, for lack of a better term, pay the piper, and I think he will. But for Carr saying that he'll be there for him speaks volumes. And I'm, I know I, it sounds really stupid to come to the defense, and the only reason we're talking about this is because the football player who makes millions of dollars. This happens all over this country way too often because people make stupid decisions all the time. We never hear about it unless you watch your local news. But for what it's worth, I, I don't care about any of those pieces of crap. But for for what Carr said, I think speak speaks volumes to him as a person. That I'll leave that at that. Ruggs did a stupid decision. I mean, for, he made a stupid decision. He he has to live with it the rest of his life, and it sucks. And it sucks that we have to talk about this, and the poor family that loses a loved one has to hear this stuff because right. they obviously will probably feel it in this moment at least. And the same way you do. I don't. I don't want to beat this. Uh, we can move on, but I, but that that's kind of what I'm saying. It's like, oh, how how is this going to impact the Raiders? And I'm like, yeah, someone just died <laughs> because the guy was driving 165 miles. An hour. Yeah, I mean, I'm not trying to say that. No, I mean, no, but that. But that's, or Derek Carr just wants to talk about football and having to face our crappy Giants, and he has to ask. He has to be asked these questions and give an answer. That's that's because otherwise he looks like an asshole if he just says that, no comment. That's just the pop culture nature of the world. We're like, oh, well, how's this going to impact the Raiders now? And and so yeah, someone just died because he drove 160 Regardless, to your point, and we'll leave. Uh, yeah, I I hope. I mean, I, I don't foresee myself. Again, that's just just a massively stupid decision. Um, but I would hope if I I've made stupid decisions in my life and thing I've done plenty of things that I regret and wish I could take back. I'm sure i'll make a stupid decision in the in the future and but i i i would hope that i have to your point i would hope that i have people in my corner to understand uh that they've they've or say that they've known me when i've had good judgment and know that i'm a good individual like Derek carr is saying about him but again i he's gonna have to like you said pay the piper and and get what's ever coming to him. And, and there's someone that is without a loved one because of his jackass decision. So. Agreed. Moving on. And in the worst transition of all time, let's continue talking about those Raiders. 
because they're coming to the Meadowlands. We can spend more time on the Giants, obviously. We're not going to comment on the Raiders because let's be honest. We're not Raider fans. We're Giants fans. And Matt, we're starting here. Big Blue is walking away with a win this Sunday. I'm calling it right now. I might even lock them in for picks this week. I'm, I'm really considering doing it. Really considering it. Because good old Ellis gave me his picks already. Nick, I didn't want to wait. I didn't know what their schedules would be at night. Texted them this morning. They got right back to me. Both have locked different teams. Neither of the Giants or the Raiders. But initial thoughts. What do the Giants have to do? We currently don't know if Pettis is going to play. It looks like Barkley will be absent once again, just judging at least by fantasy numbers where Booker is projected double digits. That would assume he is starting. Uh, and from what I've seen on Twitter, all agreed. But yeah, what do the Giants have to do to pull a dub? Oh, man, I mean, Dennis feels like we have the same conversation. Uh, every single week. Every week. Um, and it's the exact same thing. And I, I agree with you that I think that the Giants have a legitimate chance of beating the Raiders. And I uh, thought we had a legitimate chance uh, beating the Chiefs. And it kind of goes back to the point I made last week. If you told me uh, a month or so ago that we would have a legitimate shot of beating the Chiefs or the Raiders, I would have laughed at you. And here we are. Um, and How much of that, though, is where the Chiefs and Raiders currently are? The majority of it is that. Okay. <laughs> the, 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 the majority There's of There's no improvement on the Giants' side. It's just their opponents are getting worse. Yeah, I mean, don't get me wrong. If the Giants had been, for the most part, healthy, maybe I would say otherwise. But it's, it's mostly because the Chiefs have not been the Chiefs of old and the Raiders, uh, who looked great out the gate, have uh, not looked great uh, lately. Um, and they, they've obviously had their off-field issues, some of which we just alluded to. Um, but, um, no, I, I think, again, it comes down to the Giants' health. And I talked about it, and we I got up in arms about it on our last episode, about how none of us had a uh, – none of us thought the Giants had a shot going against the Chiefs. And then here we are getting mad and and, and – sitting on pins and needles waiting to see if Dante Pettis is going to be healthy. And that's where the giants are. Um, Barkley's probably not going to play Galladay. Maybe Tony, maybe Shepard, maybe. Um, and if those guys are there, then I, I think we have a solid shot. If, if the team, if the team that played against the chiefs can show up in the Meadowlands, I think the giants have a decent shot. If, if Jason Garrett, I mean, what, what is there to say about Jason Garrett? He's just been awful. Just been completely terrible. The Jason Garrett experiment has not panned out. Um, maybe if there's some different play calling against the Raiders, and uh, I don't expect the home field advantage to be there for the Giants because I think you're going to have a stadium full of Raiders fans. Um, and to point out, uh, I, forget, I think it was like Boomer and Geo the other day were saying Raiders fans, Steelers fans, and Cowboys fans travel really well. No, they don't. They're there. They live there. They were born there. They were raised there. They're not traveling. Raiders fans just were born and raised in that area. Cowboys fans, Steelers fans, so they're going to be there. Um, 
but again, Dennis, I don't mean for this to sound like a cop-out, but I think it, it's a matter of the health of this team. I think if the weapons are there and there are smart, de- smart decisions and we play less conservative than we did against the Chiefs, the Giants have a good chance of winning. The only thing that is making me not want to take the Giants this week is because we're at home. For some reason, we look worse at home, which doesn't make any sense. Home crowd. You don't have to travel. You get to wear blue. I don't know what to make of this Giants team. I don't know what to say anymore. You said it. Broken record. We talk about the same crap every week. I hate talking about the Giants. It's to the point with the Yankees. I didn't want to talk about the Yankees anymore. I stopped watching them. I tuned in here and there when I would remember it. Guess how hard it is to forget that the Yankees play. They're on six nights a week at seven o'clock. It's not hard to remember, but I would forget because I don't care about them. The Giants, it's like I said on Tuesday when we recorded. I'm a degenerate. I love the I love football. I'm gonna tune in. I know when we're playing. Also, there's only 16, 17 games now. It's easier to keep track of. But I, I think I'm taking the Giants because of where I've seen the defense go. One, I mean, I know Oakland's coming off a bye, so that does help, but they still have to travel to the East Coast. You always kind of wonder a West Coast team coming out to the East Coast. But it's just the way the defense has played the last two weeks, I've really been impressed. I mean, how could you not? When you play a Carolina Panther team, let's let's be honest, the Panthers have completely fallen off a cliff. They look really bad right now. They barely got away from Atlanta in in which you would expect to be a shootout. But even their defense looked decent against I mean it's still a bad Atlanta team I know they didn't have Calvin Ridley they still don't have McCaffrey on offense but Sam Darnold that we were all three weeks ago talking about Carolina like oh all right what's Matt Rule got cooking we got a young defense that's building he's found a spark with Sam Darnold he's got some weapons they walk into the Meadowlands they get smacked in the face by the Giants who would have thought and now the next week we head into Kansas City it should have been a hostile environment it should have been a game that was we'd have to score, say, 25-plus points to be competitive in. And instead, yes, how much of it is on the Chiefs and how bad this team has looked the last couple of weeks. But at the same time, it's 20 points. 20 points to the Chiefs. It's still Patrick Mahomes. Tyreek Hill still had double-digit grabs, nearly 100 yards. Travis Kelsey was nowhere to be found. Their running back situation, it's a little up and down. That dude Gore looks pretty good. He had a hell of a night for a first big action. But the Giants were able to create a pass rush. I think I think Oakland is worse than Kansas City. Not by much, but especially from a talent perspective. And I'm not sold on Oakland's defense, so I think the Giants can put up points. We've talked about it. The only plus of this team is Daniel Jones. So if Daniel Jones has even enough time to throw the ball, enough time to make plays, I think the Giants can score enough points. Every game is going to be ugly, and it's either going to be ugly in that the Giants are getting their just their crap pushed in, or they're in a, they're in a bloodbath, and it's who's got the ball last and can possibly drive down the field for a field goal. That, that to me, could be this game is who can limit the turnovers, who has the ball late in order to either put seven or three on the board. 
I think that could be the Giants. I think the Giants are starting to show that they can get enough pressure on the quarterback. I'm inching back into Bradbury's corner. He looked good last week. Mm-hmm. I love what I've seen from McKinney this season. Mm-hmm. I also don't understand what to expect from this COVID situation. I saw the report today that there are multiple tests that are now coming back as false positives, and it's really affecting Giants practices and who gets to play. And one, I, I don't know, I didn't read the whole oh, article, yeah. but I saw the report of it, and yeah, I don't so, know what impact that has. So, so what I'm seeing with that, I mean, there's another big story in the NFL with Aaron Rodgers. Uh, yeah, which he he did legitimately test positive for COVID after saying he wasn't getting the vaccine because he's uh, has immunity to it or, or whatever stupid thing he said. It's um, the mullet; it prevents COVID. Yeah, they, that dude's become just a. He's gotten in his head. Um, I mean, that's that's regardless of vaccines or no vaccines. Give me Julian. The man just comes off as a douche. Let's be honest. Yeah, he and and I didn't didn't always think of him like that. But yeah, even last week at that moment against the Cardinals, where what is their head coach's name? I can never remember it. Uh, I forget. But uh, by the way, he called the timeout. They thought the, the Cardinals thought it was a delay a game. Rodgers has literally broken the huddle and the refs are waiting to place the ball on like a no call because they got the timeout. And Rodgers is miming to the Cardinals sideline like, oh, no, we got a timeout. Him, him. That, like, dude, they don't care. They're not looking at you. They don't want to hear from you. Yeah, the hair, the haircut's not – the haircut that does not look good is not helping him, but um, he's – just he's become an absolute tool and i think a lot of it is because the of the packers when they i think it started a lot when they went for julian love and and i hope it's eating him that i really hope imagine not, if he balls not, out on sunday <laughs> not uh not yeah I, uh, yeah you're right but i imagine if he comes out and just has this which i hope he does comes out and has an amazing performance because i know oh, no, i'm sorry you said it's jordan love yeah, I said Julian Love, which is the Giants player. Yeah. Um, imagine if Jordan Love comes out and just kills it. You know how pissed Rodgers would be. You'd also probably know how happy. I mean, obviously, they'd be happy if they're one of their prospects played well. But you know, the Packers front office hates Aaron Rodgers. You know, Matt Lafleur hates Matt or Aaron Rodgers. Oh uh, yeah, it's the head coach's name. Yeah. So so you know. Uh, if if Jordan Love came out and had a had a great game, how happy the Packers would be to have an excuse to finally say screw Aaron Rodgers. And Kick rocks, kid. That, that guy's turned into an absolute tool, and um, his haircut is stupid. And I have no hatred towards. I like the haircut and all that. No, I think his mullet looks awful. Like, I think he that, shouldn't wet it. It looks worse that he does that. There's no flow to it. Yeah. But hey, he's, you know, kind of him. He's a Midwestern guy. He's a cheesehead. But yeah, I mean, as, as far as everything else goes, I, I think we are creeping closer to uh, the uh, everyone's favorite time of the year when everyone in the group chat starts yelling at each other about whether we should try to win games or go for draft picks. We are probably just two or three weeks away. Uh, from that uh, fight starting up all over again. So I, I will be honest. that I brought this up a little on Tuesday. I don't think that's going to happen, barring something catastrophe. Catastrophe? That doesn't work. Disastrous happening in the NFL. The Lions are abysmal. 
I am looking smarter and smarter, picking them as the worst team in the NFL to hopefully win some money at the end of the year. Yeah, Dennis, you really went out on a limb there. Good. Hey, they were the third favorite. Okay, they had the Texans and the Jags in front of them. So I went with the smart money. I Who could have seen that coming? The Lions not playing well. Great, really good pr- prediction there. They had better odds than two teams in front of them. So smart prediction. But again, Jags, only one win. Dolphins, only one win. Texans, only one win. There are some teams worse off. Let's be honest, the Jets, they're at two wins. How many more are they actually going to get? It seems like both of their wins have been complete flukes over Tennessee and Cincinnati. They've played out of their minds and in completely different ways, a defensive battle and somehow shutting down Tennessee, and then they're scoring a bunch of points against Cincinnati. What do you make of that team? So who the hell knows? So there's a bunch of teams in this crappy category where I don't think the giant, it would be smart to play for draft picks this year because there are worse teams. And if we do, and we end up with three or four wins, we still might get like the sixth or seventh pick this year. So let's just try to win and get into the teens and pray that the bears continue to lose so that that pick is also in the teens. Uh, We're fifth, fifth and 11th right now, the fifth and 11th pick as it stands. Something like that. As much as I thought the bears would be a playoff team and I want to see Justin Fields succeed because I really do think he's an awesome dude and has the it factor to be a great NFL quarterback. I want them to suck this year so that the Giants have a better pick. I mean, you had that really ballsy pick to say Detroit wasn't going to play well. I, was, I don't think anyone would have. Uh... I could have went with the Jags or with the Texans. Lions plus 500. Five bucks, 50 bucks. Boom. Right now, I'm looking like a genius. Matt. With that said, shall we move on to picks? Unless you have anything else to say from an analysis standpoint. Do it. He's hit giving me the finger guns. Wap up do do Burn it right there. NFL picks. With my hand. All right, baby cakes. Talked about the Giants. We're starting with the Giants. First. Our guest pickers. They're not here this week. You know why? We didn't invite them. We don't want them. We don't want to hear from them. But we still include them. Ellis, he who must not be named, finally being named, he is included. Uh, he does have a shot. It's a long shot, but he's got a shot. Uh, I only say that because Nick, after last week, with all of us locking the Chargers and all of us being wrong, Nick locking the 49ers, I believe it was Ellis asking if he was huffing glue. He was right. Gets a bonus point. All of us with the negative points. You and myself at 21 and 24 on the season for picks. Nick, 18 and 13. Keep riding Nick high if you're going outright wins. You know, why not? Ellis, 3 and 3 last week. uh, Did go 4 and 2, but obviously the negative point for the Charger pick. First game on the docket is our beloved New York Giants. We have a little disagreement. Nick gave me some uh, analysis, so I will pull those up. I had way too many texts today. It's way down here. Here we go. Boom. Raiders. I think they will get after Jones. I probably didn't even have to go back and find that. I was just, hmm, whatever. Well, he's on the Raiders. Tell us on the Giants. And Matt said it on Tuesday. I said it at the start of this. I'm saying it now. Giants are going to work. I'm picking the Giants. I've only been on them once before this year. And I was right. 
Took him against the Panthers. I'm taking him now. Probably going to be wrong. Probably going to let me down. We might look the worst we've ever looked on Sunday just because I'm so confident that we're going to win this game. But I'm taking the Giants. I do believe the defense will show up. I believe we got the right schemes set in place. And I think Daniel Jones has a solidly decent game. I'm going to save myself there by saying solidly decent. Like maybe throw for 220, no turnovers, and a touchdown. Maybe he runs for 35 yards. Giants. I mean, Dennis Daniel Jones has been pretty solid uh, for a lot of the season, and we still really haven't been able to get the results. Well, if he goes out there and gets waxed and throws four picks, I can save myself by saying solidly decent. Defense has been playing better. Daniel Jones has been playing solid. What's the health of our team going to be like? I don't know. Dennis, it's like I, I wish I could agree with you, and I don't have to wish because I am going to agree with you. Give me oh. a man. Beating the Raiders. In the words of Tom Coughlin, believe, believe, believe. Big Blue, we're going to get a win. Three and six, coming in hot. Matt, Dennis, Ellis, all on the Giants. Nick against the Giants. The last time we all were in agreement and Nick went against it, it was literally last week he picked the Patriots. We all picked the Chargers and we lost. Never coming back on the show, Nick. You're not allowed. Go start your own wood chopping podcast. Uh, I gotta was, be honest, that might take off like a bench. I would, I would. Apparently, the wood world is thriving. I would listen to that, and also that was very mean of me to say to our number one fan. Although I do, I do believe they call themselves Woodies. Him, him and Ellis are uh, battling. As that was, yeah, I'm not gonna give you satisfaction for that joke. Come on. Him and Ellis are battling back and forth for number one fan. All right, Dennis, keep going. You know, did you get satisfaction out of that, Nick? Boys chopping wood, putting it in a wheelbarrow. Oh yes, us Woodies. <laughs> Hilarious. Pick number two. Nick's on the Patriots. He's been on the Patriots for a while. Dare I say his boys? Because he's been all in on New England. He's got the Pats once again. Offense beginning to click. You got to love the analysis from one Nick Burns. Short, sweet, to the point. Almost always correct. I say almost always because I don't know if he's always correct. Because I don't watch every game. Ellis, also on New England. Matt, if you're unaware who they're playing... I don't think I said that yet. Playing the Panthers. Yeah, I, uh, they are in Carolina. I am taking New England as well because it, of it, it. what I said about the Panthers just a couple of minutes ago. They are heading downhill. Patriots seem to be trending uphill. Mac Jones looking good. Defense getting after it. They have a running game. Damian Harris. He's finally decided to be the one of five running backs that's going to have a successful year. Patriots. Yeah, not a whole lot to say about it. I think uh, the Panthers uh, were a team that was surprising a lot of people, and uh, a lot of people were excited about them, and then that just fell off a cliff real quick. Um, but the Bill Belichick team, as we assume, would show up at some point has shown up, but I did nothing exciting in this pick for us. I am agreeing with all of you and going with the Patriots. <laughs> Could be agreement across the board for the next one. Maybe not. I'm going to allow you to go first, just because I said that, and I don't want to give away what our two <laughs> guest pickers have picked. Houston Texans traveling to the Miami Dolphins, a battle of one and seven teams. We got. <laughs> Do we have to give analysis on this? Hey, you just you don't care. Say whatever you want. This, this is going to be an ugly one. I mean, I, I think it's going to be competitive. I think it's going to be entertaining to watch. And I'm taking the Miami Dolphins. Um, again, we, we said it a, a couple weeks ago, the halfway uh, point of the season, or close to the halfway point of the season, that the Miami Dolphins were 
one of the big surprise. Well, I said they were one of the big surprises in a negative sense. I still think, I mean, the Dolphins by season's end are not going to be making anyone remember come next season what they did this past year. But I, I still think the Miami Dolphins have it in them um, with the talent around them. Tua, what does his NFL career look like going forward? We don't know. We'll be talking about that regardless of what happens in this game. Um, but I think Flores uh, can at least figure out a way to defeat a team that I think is is decently worse than they are in the Houston Texans. Uh, give me the Miami Dolphins. Yeah, I'm with you. Uh, Miami. They look – they should have won that game against Atlanta two weeks ago. Sure. Uh, they were in it at halftime against a very good Buffalo Bills team, and then obviously the Bills ran away with it. But they were there for a while at least. Somehow kept them off the board. Also – Thought about this little nugget in the shower this morning. This game's like, it's sprinkles. The Miami Dolphins have sprinkles of talent all over the field. They don't have a lot. They have sprinkles. It's more like those little dots, you know, that you get on cupcakes that aren't really sprinkles. They're kind of hard. Maybe sometimes they get in your teeth. You know what I mean? You know what I'm talking about? Also, the ones that kind of bleed more if they get kind of wet and they're on the frosting, maybe out in the heat. Those crappy sprinkles. Still, sprinkles nonetheless. The Houston Texans have none. They're a bland-ass cupcake. There's no sprinkles on there. They have nobody. It's abysmal. It's terrible. It's not looking good. Give me the Dolphins. They try and get right. Possibly string together a couple of wins. Ellis is also on the Dolphins. Nick as well saying the Dolphins. Texans are terrible. Again, the analysis. Off the chain when it comes to Nick Barnes. Finally, maybe we have some disagreements coming. A good game. Possibly. Possibly not. The Tennessee Titans, the Derek Henry list Tennessee Titans traveling to LA to take on the Rams. I will not leave you with weighted breath saying that our two pickers on the Rams. Nick's analysis. Rams offense is unstoppable. Titans are without Henry. I mean, he is just on point. Just he's so good. Such a way words. I'll let you go first. No, I mean, if it wasn't for the, I mean, as, as right to the point as Nick is, I mean, uh, I, I probably would have taken the Titans if it weren't for the Henry injury. And, and really, so, I mean, the Rams offense has been good, but the Titans have been, have been great. And it's, but Derrick Henry is half of their offense, is a massive component of their offense. So, I just don't see a way whether the Titans can fill that gap. I don't see a way mentally, and the Rams know this too, that the Titans can put up those points without him. Um, so in that regard, I have to unfortunately uh, agree. In a game I would have picked the Titans a week ago, I'm taking the Rams. Well, I would not be taking the Titans even if Henry was on the field, I'm taking the Rams. If Henry was on the field, if was on the field I, I would have taken the Titans. Okay. Yeah, I mean, I'm not, I'm not terrible. that wouldn't be a terrible pick. But yeah, which is, it's a huge loss to not have Henry. Also, Von Miller's coming to town. Like, the Rams just, I saw a great meme where the Rams had the number one pick and took Jared Goff and realized it was so bad that they're now just going to trade every draft pick they have away for the rest of eternity to just continue to get guys because that's currently what they're doing. So that's another huge bolster to a pass rush that is already one of the best in the NFL. But it's the offense. Stafford playing at an MVP level this year, and it's because he's got weapons all over the place. Daryl Henderson can stay healthy. 
They have a legit running game. They're going to put points up. I think Tennessee will score. I think, like you said, they have the ability to do that. I think Tannehill now has to elevate his game to the next level. I don't know how much of a level he has to go in order to compete with Stafford, but I will take the Rams. So far, pretty boring here. Yeah. Uh, The only disagreement is Nick on the Vegas Raiders. Other than that, the three of us all in agreement. Possibly some disagreement here. The Matt pick. And I'll let Matt take it away first. Cleveland Browns at the Cincinnati Bengals. Yes, the drama of the rivalry in the great state of Ohio between the Cleveland Browns and the Cincinnati Bengals. The Bengals came, were, were, were the team that we, we all knew they'd get better. We all knew they had the chance to be decent. And holy crap, did they blow everyone's minds. They look fantastic. Joe Burrow became Joe Burrow that we all knew he could be. And then the Cincinnati Bengals, excuse me, came right back down to planet Earth real quick uh, at the hands of uh, the Thursday night uh, team, the New York Jets. So where do they go next? Is it a get right game for the Bengals after such a great start then losing to the New York Jets and letting the Jets put up 30 plus points? Or is it Baker Mayfield and the Cleveland Browns that beat their rival and now is one of their top receivers uh, in the sports headlines as of this morning that has skipped practice uh, or has been excused, I should say, um, to skip practice the last couple weeks. Trade deadline's over. So Odell is in Cleveland, at least till the end of the year. So what the heck happens? This one's going to be really interesting. I think the Cincinnati Bengals are ticked off. I think the Browns uh, bench or, or their sideline is... Uh, I think there's some issues going on, and I don't think Baker Mayfield is the guy to calm down those issues at all. I think the Cincinnati Bengals will win against the rival in a game that's going to be pretty entertaining, <laughs> and the Bengals get back on the right uh, right streak, I guess. I, I don't want to say the road to success, because I, I don't think they're quite there yet, but the Bengals, I think, right the wrong of losing to the Jets and beat their rival in Ohio. I'm going to be honest, when you texted me this morning that this was the game you're picking, because usually I give the guest picker the option, but obviously Ellis being on the show last week, I gave him the option. The week prior, I gave Nick the option because somebody was on a buy. So I figured, hey, what the hell, I'll give Matt a pick. I thought you were going to go Browns for picking this game, because I just assumed everybody would be on on Cincinnati. I'm on Cincinnati. This isn't going to be an entertaining game. Cincinnati in a landslide. They're going to wake up. I think they looked right past the Jets. They were not prepared for the Jets to come out. I was about to say, Dad, did you see that in a landslide? Did you see the Jets beating the Bengals? That's what everybody would assume, but they clearly didn't get up for it. Wait, whoa, 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 whoa. Everyone was going to assume that the Jets were going to beat the Bengals? No, since he would beat the Bengals. Oh, I'm okay. sorry, since he would beat the Jets. Oh, okay. Everyone the- assumed that would be the land. It would be a landslide. Since the right. New York Jets, yeah, not even close. But yeah, they clearly didn't get up for it. Didn't bring their A game. The defense was awful. No answers for the run game. They let a guy nobody's ever heard of look like an MVP out there. So, yeah, it was just, I think, one of those blemishes you see on the regular season where at the end of the season, when you're looking at playoff position, it's like, ah, imagine if we actually woke up for this one and won this game. Maybe things would be a little different. Maybe seating would be different. Maybe we'd have an extra home game. Maybe we'd have a bye. Who knows? I don't think this game's close. I think the Browns are trending in the wrong direction. You mentioned the Odell stuff. I don't know what's going on in the locker room right now. I don't know how healthy Baker Mayfield is. They played last week. 
I didn't realize until halfway through the game that Nick Chubb is healthy and playing. He was that irrelevant in a game against the rival Steelers where you are home and you would assume it would be a bring your own guts game, as Dabble Sweeney likes to say, and they pound the rock. They tried to at times, but it wasn't Nick Chubb. So how healthy is Nick Chubb? I'm going Cincy. It's not even close, in my opinion. I really thought you were going to take the Browns. Just for the, I thought maybe you'd take the upset. That's why you wanted to go this route. I don't think it's close at all. I, I know it's a rivalry game, but I like I it's close. I like a rivalry game when the team's records are relatively close. And again, the Bengals, who started so well, lost it. Dennis, I mean, you talk I, about. I think that's recency bias. But, I, I think, I mean, I, but I mean, but I mean, you talk about, you and I both talked about, you more so, that we need to change the way we do our picks on the show because we have to talk about the Jets every week and we all just say they're going to lose and the Jets put 30-something points on the Bengals and beat them. And we're like, Bengals, landslide. They're going to... Yeah, I, yeah I understand that. But, I mean, any week, anyone could beat anyone. Did you see the Jets completely shutting down a Titans offense that looked unstoppable and Derrick Henry being pretty much irrelevant? You know, no, anyone, nobody saw that. Anyone could beat anyone, but, I mean, it doesn't necessarily happen. All the Giants fans got pissed about the Giants. And anyhow. It, look, at, all I'm saying is I think that's some reason to bias. I think Cincinnati comes out. They might put 40 points on Cleveland. I mean, they couldn't put 40 points on the Jets, so we will. Uh, Again, that I think, oh, all right, we're done with this. <laughs> Nick has, uh, <laughs> Cincinnati says Cleveland has issues. <laughs> and this is a rebound get right game for the Bengals after a bad loss. So he's pretty much in the same boat as I am. So is he texting you this analysis? He is. Oh. Not, not right now. He did earlier. Yeah, no, no. I, yeah, good for him. Yeah. No, right? I, I appreciate that, that investment. In the yeah. No, he, he knows how to bring it. He knows how to bring it. Uh, why I wanted to wax poetic about the Bengals, guess who's on the Browns? Ellis Gill, buying into the recency bias, taking Cleveland yeah, to beat yeah. Cincinnati. Good luck, Gil. I'm sure we'll hear about it when the Browns somehow pull off a gross 16-13 to 13 win when I'm totally wrong and it's a defensive struggle and both teams look bad, I'm, I'll, I'll hear it. But uh, we're moving on to the final game I'm of sure, the week. Uh, I'm sure we will hear the end of it if uh, the Browns uh, beat Cincinnati. Yeah. Uh, final game of the week. Uh, I did not want to include this one, but for the sake of both of the teams being high marquee teams, it's, it's a marquee matchup minus Mr. Discount Double Check. The Green Bay Packers traveling to Arrowhead to take on the Chiefs. Nick and Ellis are on the Chiefs. Nick's analysis. Kansas City. Um, I think he meant over Green Bay. It says of Green Bay. Mahomes starts to uh, show up. So he's taking the Chiefs. I'm also taking the Chiefs. I won't let we'll wait for you to go. Without Aaron Rodgers, I don't care if all the weapons are there. I'm trusting that the Chiefs can get this done and not allow a quarterback who has not played a full regular season, a meaningful regular season game. I don't care about the weapons that are on the field for Green Bay. The Chiefs need to win this football game. This is a gift. They steal one from a bad Giants team in which they continue to look worse. This is a gift to them. Aaron Rodgers, the hottest team in the NFC, walking in to your stadium. You probably have a lot of people picking the Packers. Aaron Rodgers isn't going to play. This, could, this is two wins in a row, get you above 500, get you back into the thick of things in your own division. The Chiefs have to win this football game. 
Dennis, this is not a gift for the Chiefs. Last week, Monday night, or four nights ago, that was a gift. I'm including the Giants in the gift. It's a big gift. Yeah, the Giants were a gift that the Chiefs did not want to open. Um, And... Oh, they opened it. And they didn't return it. Yeah. Gift receipt was there. They they opened it very reluctantly. Mom was going to drive them to Toys R Us, but they kept it. Yeah, they, they, they opened it the same way kids open a present on Christmas and it's socks or underwear. Like they, the, the Chiefs were not excited when they were opening the gift of the The Giants nearly beat them. So They're not done opening presents. They got another one. Give me the Green Bay Packers. I hate that. I hate that I'm picking that. But give me the Green Bay Packers. Yeah, pick, pick. Jordan Love has this amazing opportunity, like we stated minutes ago. And I think he takes advantage of it. This Chiefs team, if Patrick Mahomes and this Chiefs team can't become electric against a depleted New York Giants team, yet you expect them to do that. Again, I don't care if Rodgers is in there or not. You can't do that against the Giants. And you expect to come out. I mean, sure, they're probably going to be more pumped up against a rival in a rivalry game at home than they were against the Giants. But I don't know if this is a rivalry game. I'm not expecting Mahomes to come out and light the world on fire either. I'm just saying from a defensive standpoint, it's not Aaron Rodgers. I think it's a rivalry game in the sense that you have the two best teams in the Midwestern part of the country. They've been that way for years. They're in two different conferences. It's not a rivalry game. Yeah, I I disagree. I think this is a rivalry game. Um, You got the two best teams. I think you're out of your mind. So the Chiefs, Packers, being a rivalry, yeah. That makes no sense to me. They're not rivals. They're the two best teams in the Midwestern part of the country. They've been two of the top three or four best teams in the NFL. Rivals don't necessarily have to be in the same division. Yes, they do. There needs to be history. There's no history with these teams. That's they don't have to be in the same division. There needs to be a history. There's no I, history. I mean, agree to disagree. Um, Jordan Love has a lot riding in this game. I think he understands the significance of it. And again, the Chiefs and Patrick Mahomes disagree with Nick. Patrick Mahomes can't get up and get excited against the New York Giants, which he did not do. I don't know how he does it against his rival, um, even with Aaron Rodgers out. It's a rivalry game. It's not a rivalry game. You're a buffoon. It's a rivalry game. That place is going to be going nuts. You're going to have people from Wisconsin going down to Missouri or Kansas or wherever that stadium is in. It's like two states away. The two best Missouri. Teams. They're two of the best teams in the NFL over the last five or six years that are very close to each other. There is a, a geographical significance to this game. Boom, rivalry game, Packers. That's like saying the Giants and Steelers are rivals. No, it's not because the Giants and Steelers have not bitten good at the same time to the point where they were the two best teams in the Northeast. The Steelers aren't even in the Northeast. Steelers are close to Ohio. The Giants aren't in the Northeast. They're in New York. It's not considered New England or the Northeast. They're in the tri-state area, which oh, is on, Pennsylvania. On, 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 Dennis. The Giants are not in the Northeast. What is the tri-state area, Matt? What are the three states? The Northeast, New York, New Jersey, Connecticut. No, 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 no. I think it's Pennsylvania. No, there's like three different tri-states. People down where you're at right now prefer to like Maryland, Pennsylvania, Jersey as the tri-state. But if you're in New York, it's New York, New Jersey, Connecticut. All I'm saying is, you're talking uh, about you New York, not in the tri-state. Are you on drugs? You're talking about a team in Wisconsin and Missouri Correct. as being a geographical location. So Correct. I'm comparing two teams 
that are in, what are we going to say, five hours driving difference, if that? The Packers and Kansas City, Green Bay and Kansas City are both in the Midwest. Pittsburgh is not in the Northeast. New York is in the Northeast. That, that, so that's it. The Midwest yeah. is a big ass location. It is. But just because these, these two teams are in the Northeast. So then, so the only reason the Cowboys are rivals is because they're in the same division. You literally just said the Giants were not in the Northeast. What are you on right now? I'm saying, I'm not saying they're not in the Northeast. They are in the Northeast. You, New you, you literally Northeast. said that though. But, but to me, the Northeast is New England. That's what the Northeast is. Oh, if anyone says the Northeast, it's New England. They don't New include England New York. Is, New England is in the Northeast, and New York is in the Northeast, and New Jersey is in the Northeast. Well, by geographical definition, Pittsburgh and New York are close. They're closer than Missouri and Wisconsin. Yeah, but you wouldn't consider Pittsburgh part of the Northeast the way that you consider Kansas City and Green Bay both as a part of the Midwest. So, are you are you serious? You literally said New York is not in the Northeast. Yeah, that's fine. I can say that they might not be. They are though. Well, you're giving you're giving the Midwest are the Texans and the Packers rivals. No, I mean, are they, they Southwest? No, the Texans are. I, I'd say they're eh. Eh. Texas. I don't know if you consider that the Midwest. I guess technically they are, but. But the Texans and, and uh, uh, Packers also have not been good at the same time. So you have to be good at the same time. Yes. Be in the same geographical location. And your rivals. The Packers and Chiefs have both been two of the best teams in the league over the last five or six years. And Does it have to be recent? It can be any time? Are the Yankees and Phillies rivals? Yeah, I, I would argue that. I'd argue oh that. God. All right, we're done with this conversation. I'd argue that. I'd say the Yankees and Phillies have had a, the cities of New York and Philadelphia, there is a sense of rivalry. Only because of the Giants and the Eagles. And then they just throw in the other yeah, teams. No, I, I, would, I would say close proximity, like when the Knicks play the Sixers, when the Yankees play the Phillies, when the Mets play the Phillies, when the Giants play the, the Mets Eagles. and Phillies are different, same division. No, but I, I'd say due to close proximity of those two cities, there there is a significant rivalry because of close proximity absolutely i'd, I'd say to, to say otherwise is stupid i can't believe you think that the packers and the chiefs that's just close proximity it, why because they're in the midwest it, is it the same no i'm oh my god dennis that's what you're saying that's they're not close proximity they are and they've been two of the best teams in football that just so happen to be two states away from each other that have both been really good between Rodgers and Mahomes. So I think because of geographical location, and when the game is in Kansas City, there's going to be a crap ton of Green Bay fans there. Likewise, if the Chiefs were playing at Lambeau, they have be a lot. I of can prop. I can say with very good confidence that they have not played each other in a meaningful game ever. Rodgers and Mahomes. Where is this rivalry coming? Because not, they're I'm both good. That you could just say it's a it's a marquee matchup. It's a big game. No, you know, what, you know what, Dennis Hall, I take it back. You're right. I am wrong. This game means absolutely nothing. They don't care. The fans don't care. There is no practical substance to this game whatsoever. You're correct. All right. Okay. I think you're, I think you're a madman. I think that's the dumbest, dumbest thing. When we go with locks, because we have not done that yet. Dumbest thing. Nick, Nick. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. Okay. 
Nick is locking the New England Patriots. You better lock it up. You better lock it up. No, you lock it up. You lock it up. Lock it up. Lock it up. Ellis is locking the Kansas City Chiefs. You better lock it up. You better lock it up. No, you lock it up. You lock it up. Lock it up. Lock it up. I am locking the Los Angeles Rams. You better lock it up. You better lock it up. No, you lock it up. You lock it up. Lock it up. Lock it up. Um. Dang, that's tough. Is it? strategy here uh, well, you can't take the L strategy you cannot lock no 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 but to lock a team that you haven't already locked so um, why don't you take the Packers you're so confident that they'll win the rivalry matchup lock me the Miami Dolphins you better lock it up you better lock it up no, you lock it up you lock it up lock it up lock it up lock locking me. the Miami Dolphins I will. I, I can't. I'm not going to lock uh, the Packers. I almost did that. Matchup. And then I leaned on the Giants, and I could just see both games biting me in the arse. So I'll go with the Rams. I do not think there's any. There's not going to be any more significance to that game. It's just the most. That's so stupid. I wonder what the spread is. I got to bet on it because I'm a degenerate. Matt, I'm uh, putting a bow on it because I can't stand to look at your beautiful face anymore. Do you have anything else to say? No. Nah. As always, we appreciate you tuning in to the show. Follow us on Twitter, Matt Dennis Pod. We're posting there fairly periodically. Every show gets sent out there. So we're on the up and up. Facebook, don't pay attention to it. Yeah, we did just we may as well just not mention that. They changed their name, so we don't really want anything to do with them anymore. Social media manager Lauren is uh, planning on having the logo uh, revealed by the 100th episode. So that's the update on that. So like less than two weeks. Yeah. Oh, God. So I guess you got to book that flight down here. Oh, yep. Middle of November. Trip to Tampa. Orlando. No, I'm going to go to Tampa. You can come to Tampa. Actually, Giants are playing in Tampa. I hear it's nice this time of year. I've heard that. It's actually very... Want to go to Tallahassee instead? No, definitely not. Matt and Dennis, 100th episode live. Isn't that the Capitol? We should go to the Capitol for Matt and Dennis, 100th episode live from downtown Jacksonville. Oh, I hear it's bad there. It's it's not great. Yeah, not great. We don't we don't have to go there. Good. I don't want to go there. And oh oh no, you know I was gonna say their bars are probably pretty good because they got some trashy women that'll dance up on you. But Urban didn't do that at Jacksonville, did he? No, he did not. When, he when stayed. Trump he stayed in Ohio. So maybe we'll do the hundred episode from Ohio. We'll go back to your old stopping grounds. Hit up that brewery you always talked about. Huh? Oh huh? yeah, Ryan guys, Ryan guys. Yeah, that's a great brewery. Shout out to them if they're listening. Yeah. Well, I said I put a bow on it, and then we continue to talk. So good idea. As always, appreciate you tuning in. I am Dennis. He is Matt. That's all we got for you. Go big blue, Matt. That's all he was in the end. A dick. Adios. Yeah.